Hello everyone and welcome to Disney WTF brought to you by The Walt Daily. This is episode... 47? 47. We're not sure exactly. what. I'm pretty sure it's episode 47. And for those that don't know us by now, we are a Disney couple. One of us is a Disney fanatic, one of us is not. But somehow, we've made a way to make this relationship work. Yeah. And if you're watching right now, there's some awkwardness going on. I'm leaning onto Lori because we're sharing a mic. And we have a special guest. Yay! My, my good friend, pledge brother from undergrad, yep. Eric Lisby-Diaz. Welcome. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Happy you for here. coming. Ah, anytime. Happy to be here. <laughs> so, um, Lisby, as yeah. we know him and, and love, is, uh, is a former cast member, which is why he's, uh, other than obviously being a lovely human being, which is why we brought him onto the show because we're going to talk today about some real deep stuff, some interesting stuff, and some weird stuff. Hopefully, about what what his experiences were being a cast member. But but before that, headlines. All right, first headline, the biggest headline: Sweet Spells is closing on April fifteenth. Sad. I know it's super I know. sad. I know. I don't know what that is. So Sweet Spells is in Disney Hollywood Studios. It is a sweet shop. So it has candy and it has baked goods. And it was one of those go-to places that you had to stop by on your way into the park or out of the park. And it also had kind of a cool villain vibe, which I feel like a lot of candy shops don't have in Disney. Yep. So it had so much going for it, but it's closing. I know. And they had the best magical moment. So every time you opened the park and you were the first family there, they'll grab kids and they will go to the back and they will dip whatever they want in the chocolate. <gasps> and it used to be fun because you would see all the kids covered in chocolate. Hmm. That's awesome. But they will have apron thoughts. So oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, be like, oh my God, they're going to be covered in chocolate for the whole day. Nah, it's only 9 we'll, a.m. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah. It will be for free, and it was cute. So that's closing. That is closing. <gasps> Man, I, what a fun Disney gem, though. Like, what a fun magical moment that that's, a family could have. It is. And it's literally, like, blowing my mind right now, because I had no idea that all that happened <laughs> in there. Like, I just thought, I was like, oh, it's delicious, you know? I mean, it is delicious, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's always surprising. You would have had to get there, like, real early to be that first family, right? Well, yes, but a lot of people didn't know about it until it just happened. Mm. That's so, what I was going to ask, yeah. yeah. So working cast members, we know like all the little um, magical moments mm. that happen daily, so that's how we knew about it. Oh, so there's multiple magical moments. Of course. Oh, uh, okay. I thought that was just what you call that one experience. No, there's always magical moments in Disney World. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> this is why he has so much to learn. <laughs> Which is why we're here today. Um, my... My favorite thing to do with sweet spells was before you go wait, you know, the two hours for Fantasmic, you go in there, you get something to treat yourself with, and you can enjoy it while you're listening to, like, the music in the stadium and just, like, relax. Yep. Like, probably from your, you know, day of walking. You just chill. That's true. Ah, uh, awesome. But, yeah, and April 15th is coming up so soon. It's around the corner. I know. It's in less than 10 days. Yes, yep. it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to chime in, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's unfortunate, but I guess with Disney, I mean, we, we move forward. Yep. And I heard it's actually turning into something like a retail shop, or like a merchandise shop. 
More merchandise. I know. <laughs> but we move forward. So. Exactly. So that's that. Next headline, Toy Story 4. It's been slated and announced to be released in theaters June of 2019. Exciting stuff. So about one year after Toy Story Land opens. Correct. I haven't seen Toy Story 3. Really? Pretty sure. Now that's emotional. Yeah. So I don't know what 4 is going to be like. It's probably going to be awesome. Is this getting to be like Fast and the Furious where it's just too many? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how, like, what's the sentiment? Well, you said you love Fast and the Furious as a car lover, so why would that happen? Like, even Fast and the Furious 25, like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just saying, but, but generally, it's still too many in general. I mean, yes, it could be too many. I think they did a great job on the third one. Mm -hmm. So I'm surprised, like, they have to have a good story for them to move on to a fourth movie. Yeah. That's my three. Hmm. It's always impressive to me how, like, Toy Story never became one of those franchises to be direct-to-video. Yeah. Like, Return, to, Re Return of Jafar or something, you know? <laughs> Simba's Pride. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Any of those things. <laughs> but, I, I mean, it's like one of those things that they're going to spend a lot of money making. They're going to mm -hmm. spend a lot of money promoting it. And it's so true what you were saying. Like, if they didn't have probably a great script, they probably wouldn't move forward mm -hmm. with it anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm ready for my heartstrings to be tugged because it's Toy Story. They've got those moments. It's Pixar. Of course they have those yeah. moments. So there's going to be a lot of tugging. Now think about it. I wonder if Andy will be back. <gasps> oh, maybe Andy will have kids. <laughs> oh, but my he gosh. gave his toy away <laughs> oh. to Bonnie. So maybe he'll adopt Bonnie. Guys, aren't you? I'm pretty sure you're ruining something for somebody right now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> these are just speculation. Oh. First of all, neither of us are affiliated with the Disney company anymore, so yeah. <laughs> I never was. <laughs> Unless they hire me, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, probably the storyline is going to be that Andy's going to adopt Bonnie, he's going to get his toys back, and then that's going to be it. Heartstrings, done. Mm. So we'll see what happens in one year's time. You're excited for Toy Story Land to open? I am. Yeah. I'm excited to see how immersive it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I try, whenever something new opens, I try not to spoil the magic by looking at too many pictures, but there's so much news that's released about it that I'm like, okay, I'll just look at all the pictures. I just imagine that like someone that was part of designing it, like heard you say that, and they were just on the back and like, oh, you're going to be immersed. <laughs> <laughs> so much immersion. Yeah, so much immersion. Okay. <laughs> all right. Last headline. And I don't know, this is... I included this because it's like one of those things that's like a Disney dream job in a way. The Dapper Dans are hiring. Ooh. For anybody who loves to sing a good barbershop quartet, you know, tenor or alto, whatever, sort of, I don't know. They are hiring. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I did post on Facebook how it would be a dream job for me, but I am not male. One. You have to be male? You have to be male to be a Dapper Dan. They don't hire Dapper Danas or whatever. <laughs> Dapper Dana. We should start that. <laughs> but I don't have any talent. Oh, I just hire the, all the people. Exactly. Okay. We'll be the agency, like the representatives. <laughs> Brought to you by the Walt Daily. <laughs> as long as... Dapper Danas. Dapper Danas. That sounds like a, like a hit. And they can be like, in Espanol. <laughs> <laughs> because we're from Miami. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's super funny. But yeah, I mean, I think that anybody who has some sort of a talent, like, how cool would that be? Yeah. Like, that's your job. That would be dope. You probably got to be. see the Dapper Dance a lot. Every day. Did you get tired <laughs> of it? 
Or well, were you like, the, yes, most of again. the time I really didn't pay attention to them um, because I was inside City Hall. So yes, gotcha. I'll see them outside and I'll hear them ring their bells. Yeah. But that'll be it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's a great segue, actually, because yes. we're gonna we're gonna go out of headlines and we're gonna start talking about you, Ooh. our friend Lispy. Hey. <laughs> Let's first start off by telling the listeners exactly what you did while you worked at Disney. Sure. So I started with the Disney company back spring 2009. Yeah. So I started back in spring 2009, the college program. I was in the Tower Terrace. I worked there until seasonally too, till 2011, when I got my internship with guest relations in the Magic Kingdom, and I was there for five years, wow. long time. Yeah. So <laughs> with there, I worked. Uh, what did I do? All right, so I did the VIP tours. Um, I did training for any newcomers of guest relations in Magic Kingdom and also globally, which we call globally the 14 parks in Disney Springs. So anyone entering that role, I will be one of their trainers. Nice. I also did um, Grand Marshall, which is one of the my favorite magical moments. We'll actually will be able to pick the people to write the Grand Marshall float before the parade. And we will also pick the veteran of the day to help um, when we do the flag retreat ceremony. And basically, yeah. So... I met you in 2006 mm-hmm. because we um, we pledged the same fraternity at the time for undergrad. Back then, were you a Disney fan or did you become one like after you know you got the job and stuff? Like, how how was that journey for you in terms of you becoming a Disney fan? Well, living in Florida, I've always been a Disney fan. My mom is the biggest Disney fan. Oh, nice. She's the one who brought us every year to Disney. We would go up maybe once or twice a year when we were little and she would always take us to Disney, all, always family trips. Sometimes we would just go up early in the morning, do Magic Kingdom and drive back down the same day. So they had you at life, like when yeah. you first started. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Much oh, like definitely. our kids will be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's how it all began. Nice. That's so awesome. then you were ecstatic, like, you know, that was basically a dream job for you in college. Oh, definitely. Okay. I did wanted to work for the company. I always admire, you know, all their history, their culture, everything they did. It's funny because when I did the college program interview, I was like, like, oh, what do you want to work? Attractions. <laughs> Either attractions or rent test. And then they're like, oh, okay, what type of attraction? I'm like, either Haunted Mansion or Tower Terror. And they're like, why those two? I'm like, I don't have to be happy all day. <laughs> that's awesome. What a thing to say in a job interview. Yep, that's funny. <laughs> At the happiest place on earth. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So then if you, I wonder, so as a person in the college program, mm-hmm. I know that you do have to do like a ranking of some kind, right? For where you w- decide to work, right? Correct. So then to get basically one of your top choices, what was that like? So basically, if you are ever doing that interview or doing the selection, kind of be strict of what you want. If you for sure want attraction, select attraction, and maybe select one other one. I did front desk, and I told them either those two or would not do the program. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people just select everything, and they basically put them as custodial or food employees. 
Yeah. So I didn't want to do those. You see, and that's always like my wonder, because when you go to the parks and you see on their on their name tags that they're in the college program and then but they're working in you know in the parking lot or they're working at food and beverage i'm just like wow is this really what you wanted because it couldn't be i mean maybe it was your first choice but really was it so that's just really fascinating to me yeah wow so at tower of terror mm -hmm. tell us about your experience there so that was a lot of fun it was fun just to creep people out. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's like a big family in Tower of Terror. We still have cast members who are part of the opening day of the attraction. Wow. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. There's still, I want to say three. I know TJ is still there and Joy. And I'm not sure... I think that's it for now. So, so actually two. Like to give Richie some perspective, like early 90s, right? Yeah, 1993. Like, wow. that's crazy. <laughs> yep, 93. <laughs> Jesus, Lesby. <laughs> uh, um, so let's, I want to hear like a fact about Tower of Terror that probably no one would know unless they probably work there. Or like, even more than that, like only Walt maybe might know. <laughs> I don't think Walt would know. I know. But I think the coolest fact is it's the only hotel to be awarded a from AAA, 13 Diamond Award. Wow. That's so Wait, cool. The Tower of Terror is also an actual hotel? No. So go into the okay. AAA. I'm confused then. Because you, you work in hospitality. <laughs> so let's let's review with Richie the AAA Diamond system. So there's um, hotels are ranked. And there's normally a AAA would do the four diamond or the five diamond. Five diamond is luxury. But 13 doesn't exist. It only goes up to five. <laughs> so, like, the hotel number is 13. Every, it's infamous for 13. So, yeah. they created a special award. Wow. Which is hanging in the lobby as part of the queue. But no one sees it. <laughs> <laughs> Until now, because now everyone's going to be looking for it. Because they listen to this podcast. What hopefully. a fun hidden fact. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. We should, we're, okay. I got to know, the yeah. bellhop costume, what was it like in the summer? wearing the bellhop costume it's not that bad we okay. do have short sleeves versions oh okay <laughs> so we do not have to wear that trench coat all the time okay but <laughs> I, I literally wanted to know that's so funny <laughs> literally would want to know but if we were like inside the building yeah normally we would wear it because it was always cold mm -hmm. yeah i don't know why but yeah it was always cold and it was just cool to wear it inside the building but outside yeah no <laughs> Definitely not. Not at all. <laughs> Too hot. Interesting. And how many times would you say in your in your tenure at Tower of Terror would did you write it? Did you write it every day? So yes. Unfortunately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the I day I was gonna say no. <laughs> said yes. Yeah, no, oh, at the end funny. of the day, so normally as um CPs, we that's what we call college program students. We were known, we would call ourselves clothing people, CBs, clothing people. So we were always close the attraction, and at the once all the guests have left the attraction, we would have to write it to make sure all the show quality effects are in, in place so we can mm -hmm. let engineering know. So there is four elevators, so we need four people to write it. Wow, that is so interesting. That is interesting. Mm -hmm. Would you write it alone? Yeah, we would have to. The first time it was like scary to yeah, write it alone. That's what but I was after, gonna ask. <laughs> after a while, you were just like, "Oh, it's, it's all good." 
Oh, that's the ventriloquist dummy. Not scary anymore. Oh, that's the general manager. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. Even more creepy. That used to be actually funny story about the ventri- um, the dummy. He used to be able to move around. Like, we would grab him and move him around the building to scare the cast members. But <laughs> later on, they drilled him down, so we can't move him. Mm. Wow. <laughs> also, funny. also probably something no one would ever know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About the Tower of Terror. But now he's anchored to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So let's transition out of your college program days. Okay. And then you went into guest relations after that. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about that. You kind of went over your roles. What were some of your favorite roles at guest relations? So the fun part of guest relations it was always we were there to help people. Like, we were there to keep Walt's legacy alive, and it's a very um, honor to be a guest relation if you're a cast member, because it's a role that's been there since Walt started. So, it's funny, the first guest relations were always females. Mm. Yeah, so they used to be the tour guides in Disneyland when they came over to Walt Disney World, they used to be the tour guides, always helping anyone coming to theme parks for the first time. They would do a little tour to get people oriented and to understand what is the point of a theme park and why is it, why can you not see the attractions as soon as you enter the park? Mm-hmm. So that was their whole idea, you know, to Walt created it to assist people. So it was, it's such a big legacy and there's so much history and heritage behind guest relations that it was just an honor. And like, we have a deepening ceremony, so when we get our deepen, like everyone comes together, applaud, you take pictures and you feel honored to get that deep in because that means you're fully trained Mm -hmm. and everything. And you literally need to know everything about the park from tours to restaurants to pricing to hotels, anything. So like a Disney ninja. Yeah. Basically. Basically. (laughs) Wow. We had our resources in case we didn't know our answers, Mm -hmm. but yeah, you needed to know everything, even tickets wise, we needed to know everything. So was there a test, like an actual test? Or or were they just assumed that like, okay, like honor system, we know you now? Um, there was like little questions, um, basically that they'll ask us. Like you get two days of just regular guest relations overview training, two days of tickets which is kind of crazy that we only have two days while with the vacation planners, the ladies in front of the transportation ticket center, they get five days. Mm. Well, we only get two, and we need to know how to solve the problems if there are mistakes of tickets. Well, that's because they're assuming you're a ninja. (laughs) (laughs) And then once in the the park you're going to, you have five days of training, and your last day is another trainer is doing your assessment, and then a manager is the last one to sign you off. Oh, okay. So, it all depends. Interesting. But super extensive training, though, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the D-pin, now that's something that guest relations people would only wear, or? Correct. Okay. okay. We'll wear the D-pin, and everyone calls us plaids, because we wear the plaid vest yeah. throughout mm-hmm. the park, so it's easy to spot us. And that's still current today? Correct. Like, so if I see somebody in plaid, I know that they're a Disney ninja? Yes. Okay. I want to be able to spot my ninjas when I'm around them. <laughs> Not <laughs> all when ninjas wear masks yeah. and carry samurai swords. Yeah. <laughs> Not just be careful. Demons. Be careful spotting them in the park because they might be with a tour oh, or with smart. a celebrity. So, smart. Be careful. Okay. <laughs> 
What's it like giving the VIP tours? So that's actually a lot of fun. Okay. It could be crazy, but fun. Um, they are expensive, so these you need to understand these people are paying a lot of money just for you to guide them throughout the parks. You're basically their own personal concierge. You drive them to the parks, and you just take care of their needs and make sure you put them all the right they want to do. Mm-hmm. I oftentimes see on these, like, you know, a VIP family, let's say, that the, the guest relations cast member is pushing, like, the stroller and, like, little things like that to make the day easier for the adults. and. Well, we push the stroller for a reason. It's to make the family walk faster. No <laughs> Shut the front door. Because if not, they'll take forever. You know, they just want a six-hour tour and they just want to do all these rides. And you're like, but you want to see the parade, too? So I have to, like, you're on a time crunch. Mm. So. What a fun fact. <laughs> like, so many mind-blowing moments are, like, are happening like in, in Sunroom Studios yeah. today. <laughs> like, I can't even believe it. Wow. I want to know, like, what was, being in guest relations, what was, like, one of the crazier stories that you would say, like, you encountered? So, all right, I'll tell two stories. So one of them was um, when Splash Mountain first got the lap bars. Um, originally, Splash Mountain never had the lap bar because it was not a safety issue. Because you were fine going down the flume without lap bars. Mm-hmm. The reason they put lap bars is because people would jump off the middle of the ride. So in order to stop people from jumping off, they would put the lap bars. So of course, we put them, whatever. And one guest decided to ride the ride. She claimed she's ridden it before. And she's riding off of something in the middle of the ride. The lap bar swing open. So she thought it was a good idea to get off the ride because she thought she felt unsafe without the lap bar going down the big slide. Well, that caused the ride to go down. And then they have to look for her in the mountain. Oh, my goodness. Which that ride takes about 45 minutes to restart. So that basically was a two-hour downtime of that attraction. Wow. So she was complaining to the managers over there. They called us and be like, hey, heads up, this guest is coming to guest relations. <laughs> so I heads was up, the one. She's on the way. <laughs> exactly. So Wild goose the is evil coming. is on the way. <laughs> exactly. So I was the fortunate one to get her. So we in guest relations could be a little bit real. We, yes, we keep it magical, but we could be real with the guest. So she's talking to me and everything. I'm like, oh, let me ask you a quick question. Like, is it your first time riding Splash Mountain? Or you've ridden it before? She's like, oh my God, I've ridden it so many times. It's my favorite ride. I'm like, well, do you remember not having a lap bar? And she's like, no, it's always have a lap bar. I'm like, no, they're brand new. And the reason we put them is to stop what you did. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, that's ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. She wanted already to say, the word she wants to sue us because of everything. We're like, oh, I have to stop all conversations with you. Yeah. And that's it. End of conversation. Have a nice day. She's like, no, no, no. I want to keep on talking. I'm like, there's nothing we could do. You're ready to write in to sue us. So end of story. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. And the funniest one, I would say, was a lady. Um, she came to me complaining about It's a Small World, how one of the characters show their male genitalia to her. (laughs) And I was just like, if you can't see it, we won't build it. So they're wearing costumes, man. Like, 
all under that is just mechanical nothing. stuff. There's yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, I thought I'd lift it up. I'm like, I don't know what you're on, but it doesn't happen. It's <laughs> interesting. That is an awesome story. Like Donald. <laughs> yeah, it was Donald. And what? it was Donald. He took his feathers. towel off. It's <laughs> under feathers. <laughs> That's funny. So, so, let's go back to the Tower of Terror. What was a crazy or maybe even super funny story from there? Let's do crazy because it's crazy to think um, what parents would do to get their child to ride the ride. So we would get, of course, we have a height requirement tower terror. And parents would be like, I will sign a waiver for my child to ride. I'm like, it's not the point of signing a waiver. I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. There's a safety reason why your child does not, cannot ride if they don't meet the height requirement. Like, get that to your head. But we would get that like three times a day. Wow, that's super often. Yeah. Wow. At least I felt I got it. I don't know about that. <laughs> but at least three times. There he is. <laughs> Go ask him. <laughs> and it's like, it's not only an issue just for, you know, it's not safe for the child, but us as cast members, if we get caught by accident, we're not yeah. checking heights and we get caught, we do get ridden up for it mm-hmm. because it is a safety issue. Yeah. And that's like three points and you cannot have more than five points. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's a it's a big issue just for the cast member. Not so much for the, it's a cast member who loads them in the elevator. That's who gets the points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. So, so be nice to your cast members. We know what we're doing. <laughs> I trust you guys. <laughs> I would trust you with my own children. They're too short. Okay, go stand outside. I'll be here. <laughs> Wait, the other crazy one was a lady told me once um, I was at the greeter, so just right at the front of the attraction. She comes up to me. She's like, there's two kids in that stroller. I'm like, what? She's like, I've been watching them for 10 minutes, and I don't see their parents, and there's two kids in that stroller. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, okay, let me just go and check. So I told my fellow cast member, hey, I'm going to check this out. And when I see, yeah, there's two kids. So I go down to them, like, hey, how are you kids doing? They're like, just staring at me, like, what? Stranger danger. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but you know, where are your mom and dad? Where are they? They're like, um, I'm like, do you guys speak English? Mm-hmm. And sadly, they did not. So it made it harder. They didn't even speak Spanish. Yeah. Or try to speak a little Portuguese. No, I forgot where they're from, actually. And then, you know, so I just stood there for another, like, ten minutes. And then I'm like, all right, it's time to get security involved. Mm-hmm. So we had to call security. And I let a manager know. Me and my manager were there. We got the kids, like, little, like, dolls. Kind of yeah. like the ones here. And I was, after maybe another 15 minutes, the parents showed up. And we're like... Hi, where were you guys? <laughs> Thirty minutes, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, we were riding the ride." I'm like, "And you left your kid here? Do you guys know you could shout swap?" They're like, "Yeah, but my wife didn't want to ride by herself." Oh my gosh! We're like, "Yeah, you can't do that." Wow, because it's crazy. Someone could grab your kid and take them away. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we're gonna be. So you guys should have did. You guys should have just went to let them panic a little bit. Go to take the kids to guest relations and hang out there for a little bit. I mean, security was... Like, yeah, you see what might have happened? And come back. <laughs> yeah, security was right there when the parents showed up, and that would have happened. They would have gone to guest relations and color mm-hmm. all day long. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so crazy. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. But I guess that's why they invented the child swap. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just not advertised well. They, she said she knew about it. Oh, okay. She just didn't want to write by herself. What is the child swap exactly? I think we talked about it once, but I don't really remember. So, <laughs> so child swap is, is someone, um, let's say you have a child that does not meet the height requirement of the attraction. Mm-hmm. Someone will wait outside with the child while the other person is going to get in line to ride the ride. Either they have fast pass or they stand by. And then once that, they're off the attraction, that person will go to the... Um, the greeter show them their child swap ticket. Mm. And oh, so go ticket. And, yeah. Okay. Kind of like a fast, it's a paper fast pass. Yeah. It's like an IOU things. kind of thing. Right. <laughs> Immediately <laughs> after they get <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, and But it's, that's done within um, guests of the park, not cast members. Like the, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's yes. pretty cool. So, so you just like go up to a cast member and say, hey, I'm about to swap my kid real quick. Can I get a swap ticket? Yeah. That's pretty cool. And they might have, <laughs> they might ask you to see the child. So. They ask you to what? To see the child to make sure they do not need. Oh, okay. I heard feed the child for some reason. I was like, no. feed the child. Yeah, <laughs> Change the diaper. You yeah. know. <laughs> I do not want this. Get I that taken you. care of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned that being grand marshal was one of your favorite aspects of guest relations. Correct. How did you go about choosing the family that was going to have that magical moment? That's a really hard question. <laughs> Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> it all depends on the family. Like, I would just, our, my day-to-day for that day would be just go around and just talk to people. Just follow your heart, yeah. basically. Oh. Basically. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, basically, it was that. You know, just mm-hmm. go around, talk to people, see how they're doing, this is their first time. If they need help, if they were taking pictures, I'll help them take pictures. That would be the easiest way to get them, where they need help to take pictures. Oh, mm. and then that's how you start chatting with them? Yeah, that'll be like the icebreaker. Nice. Oh, or they're awesome. staring at a map and they don't know what they're doing. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, you look lost. What do you need? And then, you know, just talk to them. And we will always see like what their day was, especially around the three o'clock parade mm-hmm. to make sure they were free. If they had dining reservations, it's something we wouldn't want to mess it up because sometimes it's really hard to get dining reservations in Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, if they had dining, we'd be like, oh, okay, have a nice day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if they didn't, or if they had fast passes, that would be an issue because we could always fix it. We could get the fast passes for any ride. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we would talk, and if we liked them, you know, just ask them if they wanted to be the Grand Marshal. And how often would they say no? I got one family who said no. Really? Yeah. Wow. They just, you know, they don't want the attention. Mm-hmm. Okay, understandable, I guess. Who is the Grand Marshal? The Grand Marshal. <laughs> <laughs> so the Grand Marshal is a person. Um, it's the family who sits on the first float of the parade. Oh. So every parade in the U.S. has a Grand Marshal. Mm. So they're the main person of the parade. So we would um, we would always select the family. They would sit in a car, the Grand Marshal car. They all had their Mickey ears on. Oh, that would okay. say Grand Marshal. We would give them a certificate, and then we will have a VIP spot for them to see the parade. God, it's like life goals. I know. Like, so we can't go to Disney and look like we know what we're doing. Yeah. We have to look lost. The key, yeah. Or like we're struggling to take a photo. That's the key. So we can get selected. And it always has to be like around people wearing plaid. Yeah, like, you just walk around like, oh, where am I? <laughs> no. Is this Disney? <laughs> they would not be wearing plaid. Oh, twist. <laughs> twist. 
It's funny. So you never know who it is. Oh, yeah. wow. Goodness. Well, we're just going to take our luck. Yeah. It is. You remember the Full House episode where they went to Disney? Yep. How did they get selected for Grand Marshal? How unfair is that? Michelle got to be princess for the day, and they get selected on the parade? Yep. Like, that's so unlikely. That was fixed. Exactly. I'm just saying, it's oh. so unlikely. I'm just pointing it out. Yeah, it doesn't make know. any sense at all. <laughs> so what was not so magical, I guess, at, about being a cast member? The hours. You work. You do work a lot of hours. And also, you don't get paid well, um, especially those who work frontline, like the... Um, attractions and food and beverage and um, front desk, you basically get, do get paid minimum wage. So, yeah, so I was gonna say, like, you're saying not, not paid well, it's more like the, for the job that you have, you don't think the value of, like, I guess what you're being paid is, like, would be up to par. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and it's, um, it's also, yeah, it's just the pay, sometimes food, Backstage was expensive because it is a third party. Um, now it's the Deco Magic. So it'll be like a burger and fries and a drink will be like seven dollars for your mm-hmm. lunch for like cast yeah. members' lunch. Mm-hmm. Wow. You I, I, you would think that it would be included in just your day. Like that'd be so nice. It would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess they, it would be nice to get free lunch. I know. I guess <laughs> I mean, they have tens of thousands of cast members to feed, though. Yeah. So. That's a lot of people. Or even, yeah. like, cheaper. Like, I know um, Universal cast members, they have their own thing. And they get, they just pay $3 for their lunch. Mm. What a deal. Yeah. Gosh. Sorry. <laughs> it goes with the job. You're not really there to do... You know, that's but you're just there to make people happy. Yeah. yeah. And keeping that Walt legacy. Yeah. And I guess maybe that, you know, through through the tough, you know, having that tough kind of decision to work for low pay, long hours, if you have that kind of backbone of keeping that legacy, maybe it brings, you know, maybe it evens out a little bit. It does. Yeah. Especially if you make someone happy, you make someone day, just a little thing, just like letting them go through the fast pass queue or just giving them a balloon. Or they drop an ice cream, you go and grab a new one for them. Stuff like that to make their day. Or you just be there for someone to, they're upset and they just want to scream at you and you just listen, you made their day. Yeah, cool. I've got a curveball question for you. Yeah, me too. Do you want to go first? (laughs) No, you go. Okay. What are your opinions about the Instagram Disney wall phenomenon? I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I started, that wasn't a thing. And then all of a sudden, it was like, when I was um, leaving the company, I'm like, what's up with all these walls? Like, now there's a purple wall, which is getting changed, a bubblegum wall, which I see right here. Yeah, on our the moss wall in Avatar. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. Like, I went to Avatar um, during the previews with Imagineers, and... I, me and my friend, we were like, there's got to be a wall here. And we're like, that's the wall. And it that's going to be the moth wall. Yeah. Cool. And it happened. We're going to make our own wall here, which we have. The wall I know. Wall. It looks nice. I like <laughs> we'll it. We'll take pictures on it later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially, like, for me, the 
the Disney wall phenomenon. It didn't, I didn't even know it was a thing until I joined Instagram and I was just, and that was like maybe a year ago. So I was like, what? And now they like, they have their own accounts. Like the bubblegum wall has its Mm -hmm. own account and merchandise. Yeah. Merchandise, pins, shirts, backpacks, literally backpacks. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Just like the rose gold ears when they were big. Yeah, and now millennial pink ears are big. I never even knew about millennial pink. Yeah. I don't know what any of those things are. (laughs) I know the walls, though. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm on Instagram. (laughs) You know. Cool. Um, All right, so curveball question. My curveball question is, how do you think, or what do you think was the key for Walt Disney's, like the man himself, and how he was able to brand Disney. Like, why do you think that he did such a good job at that? Just, like, Disney in what aspect? The theme park? Like, the, or... like the culture, I would say. Like, why is the culture of Disney so strong? It's been strong, I want to say, just because he made a character that's lovable by everyone. And he's Mickey Mouse, yeah. Mickey Mouse is a man. He's Walt's right-hand man. And he was just very approachable and happy during, you know, during the struggle years of the United States. So people needed an escape route. And then he always never let media or anyone hold him back. Like when Snow White and the Seven Doors first came out, people were saying, don't go and see the movie. It's not going to be health-wise. It's not good for you. Not good for your eyes to see a full-length cartoon movie. And it became a phenomenon. And when he did the parks, people were like, oh, it's going to be horrible. And he's like, well, it's not going to stop me. He had a great team. The legendary eights, which are the eight main Imagineers that he had, helped him build his dream and continue on. Sadly, he couldn't continue his dream in California because everyone built around him. So that's why he came to Florida to continue on and making bigger projects mm-hmm. and never ending that dream. Interesting. I would like to hear more about that one. What do you mean that they built around him? What happened? So in Disneyland, um, when he built the property, he didn't buy more land because he wasn't sure it was going to be a big hit. Undershot so it. all hotels built around it. Mm. People started buying land around that's Disneyland. That's why it's so small. Exactly. And that's crazy. <laughs> There's, a, there's very few moments where Richie's mind get bl- gets blown yeah. on this show, and I'm glad this is one of them. <laughs> so, so, he, so he didn't buy enough land, um, ba- basically maxed out what he had yeah. at Disneyland, and then that's when he started looking for at Orlando, yeah. or around, and then settled on Orlando. Interesting. Yeah, he created 13 fake company names to build that land. Fake? Yeah. What do you mean? There were, like, make make-believe company names to purchase the land because he didn't want anyone to be suspected what he was building. Genius. <laughs> Genius. That's why Disney World is so big. Wow. And ever-growing, for that yeah. matter. Oh, my goodness. I wonder if he's, they're still doing it. <laughs> like, if he was like, no. I thought that was going to be a circus. That's funny. Wow. That's really interesting. God, there's, yeah. there's so, that's a lot. There's, a, there's probably so much more, too, that I probably don't know. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Well, we have our, like, inside source consultant now. <laughs> yeah, so any sort of question you have, I'm pretty sure it can be answered. <laughs> um, so 
I guess I get the, the last question I would have, I would say would probably be like, what, what life lesson would you say that you got from being a cast member? Life lesson is um, what was what I learned a lot, especially with training. How important training is, training new people to your job and everything, and that is, I found it very very important. And I look at that even nowadays, like making sure everyone knows everything, or knows how to find a way to get something. Because I feel you go to a lot of places and people just don't know, and they're like, mm, I don't know. Good luck finding it. No, like. You have a service, you need to do it. Train your cast, your employees well so they can understand what's going on and they can find it, what reliable sources they could trust on. So I think that, and you know, just appreciate the people in front of you, especially people working like frontline, any frontline position, cashier, food and beverage, hotels, cruise line, anything, you know, appreciate them. And if they did an amazing job, Go and let someone know about it because it does help in the long run. It does help them to grow, and they do get mentioned by the managers when they do something right. So. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. And I think that, you know, all the knowledge that you have and just it, it goes to show that cast members, they're not just there performing a service. They're there making your day yeah. and trying to make it as great as possible so definitely heed the advice and call out great cast members for great service because it does it'll probably make a difference in your day and in their day and you don't have to even go to guest relations you could go to guest relations if you're in the park to give cast compliments but you could even go like follow twitter the at wdw today and if you want to give a cast compliment just do hashtag cast compliment oh yeah and then, Fun fact. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hashtag cast compliment. Yep. And they will, you know, let the cast member know. And most of the time, you'll see a picture of them on the Instagram or at Twitter. Solid. That is solid. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Lispy, thank you so much oh, for pleasure. coming on to the show. I'm pretty confident. I'm sure this is not going to be the one and only. <laughs> so um, thank you so much for joining. Um, did you have any more questions? No, I, I don't. I think that questions will come in the future, though. But <laughs> but since we have our number one contributor here, <laughs> I, I, I don't for now. Cool. Well, um, that's it for today. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you're listening, we'd appreciate you to subscribe, like, comment, let us know what you think. We're on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Medium, pretty much every single social media out there right now. We're on it. And uh, we'd appreciate you connecting with us. We'd love to hear your feedback and, you know, just talk about Disney together. Very close. Well, sh she would talk to you about <laughs> Disney. I wouldn't. But anyway, and we have an Alexa flash briefing. So if you uh, do have an Alexa device, uh, you could definitely add us, add the Walt Daily to your Alexa flash briefing. Some great stuff on there. Yeah. And the flash briefing is also available on iTunes now. So there you go. Interesting. <laughs> So as always, thank you so, so much for listening. We hope this brought a little bit of magic to your day, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah, he said bye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.